0: Welcome to the Take 5 podcast from Fortinet. You give us a few minutes and we provide five cybersecurity tips and best practices for today's technology leaders. This podcast series taps into the experience from the Fortinet field CISO team, focusing on the need for zero trust network access on key industries. I'm your host, Courtney Radke, CISO for Fortinet's retail practice, and today we're talking with Rick Peters, coordinate CISO in North America for our operational technology practice. And he's talking about in-point security for industrial control systems. Welcome, Rick.
1: Hey, it's great to be here. And as always, love chatting with you, Courtney.
0: Yeah, likewise. So I think this topic is pretty cross-cutting. You know, it's across all industries, but we'd like to get your thoughts on in security in the OT environment. So let's, let's jump right in. So as we've seen, the, the perimeter has extended across the infrastructure to any edge device these days this shift to the edge has implications for security. How should leaders in the OT vertical advance their security strategy to secure the proliferation of edges, devices, and data?
1: Well, it's a great question. And, you know, digital transformation was already well underway before we've experienced so much innovation just over the last year and a half uh, post pandemic and during the pandemic and really is about addressing rather than just securing the growth and expanding what constitutes you know, the entire OT enterprise. And I think we need to understand that that's a fairly unique environment. You know, it constitutes kind of two separate domains with different value systems, with legacy technology that you don't typically run into in IT. And so we, you know, we find ourselves extending this, this thought well beyond the traditional on-prem characterization that most uh, understand and recognize through the Purdue Reference Architecture, I really started to have to think dimensionally about a security strategy that's founded on well understood cybersecurity best practices. Not a departure from what we know how to do well already, but simply figuring out how to adapt and adopt those capabilities with uh, a little more rigor uh, to gain the kind of visibility you're going to need in a very changed environment. I don't wanna introduce or insist that convergence is complete across IT and OT, but the connectivity is certainly there. And then likewise, we need to be able to think about how to control the different layers of that architecture because there's a lot at stake as as we are touching the cyber physical and often finding ourselves in critical infrastructure. And then that next tier that we're looking for is automated awareness because in OT, the abiding principle is always safety and continuous operations. And so whatever we do needs to follow that as the absolute. And most of the time I think what we're finding ourselves doing is ad- helping them to ensure that they are adopting a framework to think strategically about how to break it down so you understand where are your most important assets, what it is you're trying to protect, and what does that modernization strategy look like that then allows you to be capable in addressing the growth in the endpoint areas because specifically edges and, and all those endpoint devices are a big problem uh, for OT as, as, as it is in most of the verticals.
0: Yeah, you know, a, a little of the old, but you have to sprinkle in the new. As you said, some of these are long-lived systems. Um, they're, they're well-known, you know, adopted standards, but we have to make sure that we're we're keeping up with, with what's, what's coming, right? The convergence is coming. We have to get more modern with our security Uh, you know, practices in the OT vertical. So I can definitely appreciate that. So, you know, what new developments have you seen for securing endpoints in OT?
1: You know, across all of the OT subsectors, and by that I mean energy and utilities, you know, think fossil fuels, oil and gas, renewables, all of that, manufacturing, certainly transportation, all the variations on that theme, which even includes logistics. And even now, what I would characterize as smart infrastructure, smart buildings, campuses, cities, you, know, you have the dependence on these enabled endpoints to increase operational efficiency, a trend we were very aware of uh, even prior to 2020. What you see now is an acceleration through innovation because you know, certainly OT didn't get a, a free pass on how to innovate in, in the face of a pandemic, which of course invoked the need to figure out how to be uh, more creative in accomplishing business in, in, in a new world where folks couldn't just report to the office or to the factory to the degree they had previously. You know, what's really required is a proportional investment now to address this expanded attack surface, because certainly these endpoints and edges are part of that. You know, for endpoint security, I've witnessed the adoption of an ecosystem-based security solution and certainly Fortinet uh, builds on that one with their security fabric. And it really is about enforcing or rather insisting on earned trust with every asset. So whether we're thinking about the actual device, the application, or even the client, you know, we have to make sure that every one of those elements are trusted. And then we have to also think about the role-based access component of that because Interaction requires an ability to affect change in most instances, and so we have to be able to adopt an endpoint detection and response capability that accomplishes uh, a sense of readiness and understanding both pre-event, current, and even post-event. So you have to be thinking contentious about how am I protecting that and think about underpinning all that with threat intelligence that has more of an industrial flavor.
0: Yeah. So, you know, as you, you highlighted that it's, you know, OT evolving for ease and efficiency, right? And, and it Absolutely. must be as secure while beco- still becoming more available and functional. So that's kind of a, a fine line to walk. And as, as we look at this, that, that that's creating a little bit of more creep across what we've traditionally seen in OT. And I'd have to think that this takes more than just endpoint security to make sure that everything is running as it should be. So how, how would you say that, you know, how critical is an overall platform approach when it comes to securing the growing number of endpoints in OT? Uh,
1: I think it's essential, right? It gives you a baseline from which to work. And I think if you're, whether you're engaging the executive or the operators, you know the subject matter experts that are responsible and charged for keeping the system running, you're you're earning that trust, but then you're helping to articulate what does that broad landscape look like? If you were to use the NIST cybersecurity framework, for example, you can think about a continuous trust assessment that takes you from the identification to protection, detection, response, and even recovery. And each of those elements can then be broken down, allows you to understand your level of readiness. And I think that's important. We talk about cybersecurity maturity, right? It is the protection of of those assets, but then take it one degree beyond that And start thinking about the elements that truly matter to the OT system owner. You know, speed and understanding what's going on is always important. So if you're going to integrate security into their environments, regardless of which layer across the framework or the enterprise, you have to be able to do it very transparently. By that, we mean not introducing latency into that decision process because that infers cost. That's, That's a foul in OT. Likewise, you have to be able to scale. Change is not embraced typically by the OT system owner. And so they're looking for solutions that are creative, that that yield longevity, that assurance and trust that it's not gonna work just this year or three years from now, but 10, perhaps even 20 years from now. So scaling and particularly given the metrics we've talked about we know what the growth in device reliance looks like just for OT alone, expecting to approach the 4 billion device line at IIOT within the next three to four years. So. It's not going anywhere but up. We have to be able to manage that. And then speed is huge. That's a theme I think that's true in all the verticals, OT in particular, because the decision and operations process has to be continuously monitored and you've got to have that visibility down at levels that inspect traffic that doesn't look anything like IT. You're dealing with protocols and information that almost look primitive. We have to be able to manage that as well. And it's foundationally requires Sort of intimate knowledge of those key assets think about the physical plant the intellectual property we've got to ensure uh, protection across all of those and then you start to invoke special standards guidelines these are a bit unique right you start using terminology like iec 62443 and nerc sip and nist 800-82 and you realize wow it's a lot there's a lot to to be addressed to build that confidence and fluency is so important because again we're we're achieving that trust and the build towards uh, resilience, cybersecurity resilience and maturity.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're embracing the change. OT is embracing the change, but you said they're slow to adopt And, and you know, for good reason, but that means that they're not yet converged and attacks are still occurring uh, all the time. And, and so OTCs must be telling you what goes bump in the night, what keeps them up. So, what gaps or needs have other CISOs discussed with you when it comes to securing endpoints? And, and a follow up to that, how real are these concerns given the threat landscape today?
1: So, you know, the, the private complaints that you hear the most is, you know, my solution isn't working, it's not delivering, it's, you know, it doesn't provide the bandwidth I need or the speed that I need, or it's not scalable, things we just talked about a few moments ago you know, for not just on-prem but the extended environment because they're working now and moving information across a wide array of assets that aren't all necessarily close in. And so they, they got to get past that limited visibility. It, it's really a game changer. We have to be able to provision the kind of bandwidth that allows you to handle the data appetite because of course that is continuing to grow exponentially as well. You know, the cost of these discrete solutions also have caused lots of problems with point solutions, you lack integration, and you have to think about ways forward that integrate more capacity and capability into a single footprint. A great example of that is the current next-generation firewall that's out there, which is purpose-built, and it works in both standard as well as harsh or ruggedized environments. And it already includes features like SD-WAN, IPsec, and SSL VPN. These are capabilities that you want to have in a smaller footprint, both virtual and physical. And then you have to consider kind of pivoting to this notion of, well, what's going on in the threat landscape. Take a look at what's happening. And the consideration starts with understanding just in the last year, what's going on event wise, and you're seeing a 400% increase in the number of events that are certainly driven by those bad actors or cyber adversaries that are committed. They're committed to disruption and they're committed to gaining access. That is the key in almost every single instance. Get on target, gain access, start that strategy or that campaign to disrupting business. And so our momentum in thinking about, again, the ecosystem solution is to pivot and think from the inside out. Address or consider that you've already been breached and behave and acknowledge that process by building in those best cybersecurity practices that allow you to be resilient and recognize any kind of behavior, whether it's driven or motivated by an adversary or by failure of equipment or a sequence of errors by a trusted employee. Any of those constitutes a problem that I have to be able to address before it creates a loss in revenue or a loss in production or worse, an unsafe environment because that's top of mind every time in OT.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and, I, and I like that when you say, you know, act like you've already been breached. As, as we talk about it all the time, it's, it's not what happens, it's how long has it been happening and you didn't know about it. What was the downstream damage uh, that it did to that environment? So as we kind of look to wrap this up, you know, a, li- a little bit, I, I would ask you, you know, to as a CISO, right? How would you advise your peers when it comes to securing the evolution of IoT devices and 5G going forward, knowing that you, there are 4 billion IoT devices that have you know, come online?
1: So that's, that's a great question. It's timely. Um, yeah, you know, We can start by saying, hey, recognize that the Industry 4.0, which many in the business are aware of, equates to much faster adoption of emerging technologies. That's all about delivering greater data, actionable intelligence, but let's forecast beyond today to ensure that our solution adoption will scale and mature for decades. We've kind of talked about that. It was interesting. I had the chance yesterday to participate in a 5G focus, uh, focused forum and I had a chance to listen to leaders really talk about what's important in that space. It was very interesting. Coverage, performance, security, all top of mind the confluence of capability with the desire to achieve all of that with low latency and the ability to be agile. I used the term cut the cord. I love that because it was within, for, for instance, manufacturing. It's your ability to be agile and flexible without having to stop operations to be able to pivot your business based on data that allowed you to be efficient or operationally efficient in the first place. So it's great stuff. But under all of this, and the abiding term that came out again and again, even with these leaders, was safety's always first, guys. We want to be able to move forward smartly. We want to be able to modernize and take advantage of all of the innovation and technologies to include 5G. But underneath all of that is this absolution of being safe and running continuous operations. And so that's our abiding way to build the trust with the partners and, and our clients. And I think it's the prescriptive way to think about it, not just now, but in the years to come.
0: Yeah, we always say that, you know, security definitely comes first. And, and, and in the IoT industry, it's, it's nice to hear that every time the abiding principle was we need to make sure that everything is safe, safety first. And that's that's absolutely critical because we're, we're going to see 5G continue to creep up. Over the next five years, it's going to be prevalent across all industries. So, we better be ready. So Rick, I, I want to thank you for you know, your thoughts and guidance on the current landscape um, in OT and, and why you know, what leaders can do to protect their environments from harm, which is ever-present out there. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Take 5 podcast. Visit our website at www.fortinet.com/ot for more information on securing industrial control environments or operational technology. In our next episode, we will cover endpoint security for financial services. The Take Five podcast is brought to you by Fortinet, securing your digital innovation across the entire digital infrastructure, whether in networked, application, multi-cloud, or edge environments.